Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the... Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the... The Fantasy Football Show. Hello. So, uh, the international snooze brace was trundles on, I suppose it's fair to say. And uh, instead of just sitting on our laurels, resting around, we decided to... Well, I don't know if we decided, you decided, someone decided to get people around the table. And uh, Nick, Nick is here in virtual form, I'm here in real form, and I'm, we are joined, or we are joining, uh, Planet FPL. Incredible. Hello everybody Planet. and welcome to Planet FPL, the world where everything revolves around Fantasy Premier League. My name is Serge. My name is James. Hi, and I'm Nick. Uh, just to say who we are, we are Who Got The Assist. You can find us on Twitter at WGTA underscore FPL or at WGTA underscore Nick. And you can find James and Such at Planet FPL Pods um, online. So make sure to follow those guys if you're a Who Got The Assist listener. And to all the Planet FPL uh, regular listeners, hi guys. If you don't listen to us, make sure to follow us too. Yeah. Follow, subscribe, like, send money, and all of that other Should stuff. Should we just right? cut it and end it? Yeah, there? we don't, we don't want the it. money. Though. It's not <laughs> going to get any better than that. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Exactly that. So uh, we've been. We, we talked about this in the summer. We finally made it happen. Sitting around a table, talking about FPL. We asked the community for some questions and stuff to talk about. Where to start? I'll tell you where to start. Right. I was uh, having lunch with my missus before we came out to record. She's like, oh, what are you doing with this pod? She doesn't know shit about FPL, right? Mm. She doesn't know nothing. Oops, she doesn't swear. Anyway, so she's she's uh, uh, so I started singing your theme tune to her. So, like, oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Her question back to me. She looked me dead straight in the face. What's assist? So my question to you, Tom, is what is a cyst? Uh. Because she wants to know what assist is. It's what differentiates a pussy from a pussy. Ah, um, there we go. And I, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my answer to like, what a cyst is. an assist, not a cyst, woman. Uh, so, yeah, she's uh, a bit lost on it all. Yeah, I know. It's, it's one of those words, isn't it? One of those phrases, who got the assist, that's very FPL-specific. Because like, I don't think that your average football fan, or maybe more days, more nowadays, but back in the day, I think whenever you were watching the game and someone scored, like if you're an FPL player, you'd be like, who got the assist? Because that is also your points, right? Yeah. And most people just don't care. I told, I've always thought, like probably for the last four months, that you should just rename your pod Kevin De Bruyne. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. much the answer to the question, right? Nine times out of ten. Yeah, song about Kevin De Bruyne. I'm not sure about that. Uh, yeah, Nick's wife actually KD. does the visual, does the uh, does the voice on that one. Vo voiceover artist Nick, is it? 
Yeah, that's my wife. Um, she's uh, come into a bit of popularity on Twitter before. A few people um, said some very strange comments in regards to my wife's voice and uh, how it makes them feel in, in certain never regions, which... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never had the same... Like, people that have listened for a while will know James does a good impression of his own wife's voice, and I don't know if that has ever done anything to anyone's never regions. James's impression, that is, not his wife's Planet voice. Planet FPL wifey, she's not yeah. even done anything to my never region. <laughs> <laughs> and it's descended into uh, nether regions and farce. We've got pussy, pussy, and nether regions. I really thought we weren't going to swear on this podcast. That's what we agreed. No, we're not. We're not. Before we started we recording, said, swear words, I said yeah. to Tom, what, can, how much can we swear? And he said, no, you can't. No, we, well, we <laughs> haven't <laughs> sworn. It's just You did. You said the S words. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you absolute shit house. It's not so bad. <laughs> um, it's all over. Yeah. Um, anyway, go ahead. We, we put it out to, to the Twitterverse to ask questions for each other. I think uh, yesterday was a little bit of uh, baiting for questions. You asking what to ask us, us asking what to ask you. Um, there were a few good ones, a few not so good ones, but we'll start with a few good ones. I think there was one on ours. Did you see, James, to ask Tom and Nick, how does it feel to be running the second best FPL podcast that's out there or something along those lines? I thought that was a good one. Presume after uh, FPL surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are a few others as well. Did anyone come up with anything good? Can't remember to be honest. I haven't got my phone because because oh, of the tech issues, oh, so I can't oh, look. Oh, I know James, it has to be in master in charge know, of Twitter. Nick, to... you could be master in charge of Twitter as well uh, for the for the audience questions. Um, let, let me get some cues up then while we do that. Yes. Uh, did either got... of you boys watch the England game yesterday? Oh, no, you have to. No, I watched about best. five minutes of it and, and switched it off. Um, I just thought, you know what. It's absolutely terrible. First, uh, to be fair, it's our first loss in 10 years, but just like the standard. And the defence just looks absolutely awful at the moment as well. I don't know what we're doing with um, Trippier and Rose still on the, uh, the full-back positions and why we're not playing Trent Alexander-Arnold, to be honest. But they're not first choice, right? Trippier and Rose are not... Well, Rose... Um, nah, even Rose, they're not first choice. It's a rotated back line. Whenever I see a team that's got changes like that and it's not a first choice and you lose a game, you just think, sod it. We should probably clarify we're recording this on Saturday and by the time this probably goes out on Tuesday and England have played on Monday with Chilwell and Alexander-Arnold, it might look a lot better. Yeah, I mean, if we win 4-0 on Monday, which we will, which we should, then no one's going to give a monkeys about yesterday's game, to be fair. Should we we do some of the questions from the community? Yeah, I reckon we should. Do you want this, Suj? Nah. Well, we tried. We did a Q and A special a couple of days yeah, ago. We James, tried, James, James tried to read the question, and we realised that he can't read. So yeah, let's do it. So uh, this is th- these are the questions that were coming for you guys. Nick, are you ready? Tom, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, here's it. It's FPL Belgian. Belgian FPL. Are there things you learn from each other's podcast that you now incorporate into your own? No. <laughs> James, James is James is um, James is probably the most stubborn, single-minded think, FPL player. I think I know. Like, uh, you don't listen to anyone or anything. No, I am. I think mean, you take your like own that. opinion. Yeah, my, my, you, don't sh- you don't care. My opinion anyone. is often wrong. By the way, I think Tom and Nick have had an identity probably right from the start with the way you've you've kind of attacked things from your your background of your work experience and your stats based knowledge. Whereas I think for me and Sidge probably took a lot longer to find what we wanted to do with the podcast. We yeah. tried a few different things. We tried some some stat heavy ones. Um it just wasn't really us. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So 
But in terms of taking from, I mean, we'll probably do what you guys do in terms of if we hear something on your pod, for example, or one of the others, we'll generally like shout out and say, like I mentioned a, a few things you were discussing with Alex on your pod last week about the issues with most people missing captaincy choices at the moment. But um, otherwise, I think we've got I don't think two you can, very good styles. Yeah, I think it's part of why th- we get on as well. Like. I don't think you can... Uh, we, it's replicable. I use your pod to justify my decisions. Like, I'll make a <laughs> gut-based decision, then you've got stats on it that will be like, OK, fine, now I know that my decision is all right. Having said that, on the last show, you were bigging up Wilson and you were bigging up Madison, so you put the mockers on two of my players that I bought into my team. So when they do badly, it's your fault now. Yeah, well, that, that, that's how the community's gone, really. You start blaming people who run podcasts yeah. for uh, all your own mistakes. I, I guess the... Uh, what, what, do you, what, what, have you, what have you copied of us? Um, Apart from, obviously, not swearing. No, I think... You can pick that up of us. Yeah, but I'm not sure about that. I think uh, copy's not really quite the right word. I think in some ways, like, for me, I always want to be original, and I think it's probably the same for Nick as well. But a lot of the time, you can, like, watch stuff, you listen to stuff that you enjoy, you appreciate, you respect the way it's done. But in the same way, you've got to be you. And as James said a minute ago, that's completely right. Like, if we decided to start, like, being, like, our dynamic is our dynamic. And if we decided to start trying to ape your dynamic and you two get on, it would be completely disingenuous. Like, it wouldn't be people would smell a rat immediately and think they're putting that banter on, they're trying do, to make Do you two up. not get on? No, we hate each other. We literally <laughs> can't be in the same room, as you can see the, here. Uh, recordings, yeah. Yeah, no, we've got <laughs> we a very... Sort of, we've, we've, got on this very we've got quite a niche sort of sense of humour, I guess, in some ways. I and think, it, some people don't get it. Like, it's dry yeah. and it's really kind of like witty and pun based and a lot of people just don't like that which there's, is fair enough I don't care there's probably a tip out of that in terms of we see a lot of people say oh, I'm starting a new podcast I'm starting this and the first thing that tends to get tweeted on Twitter is oh, what do you want us to talk about and I always say to people don't do what you know people have got to like you first oh, yeah. do what's good for you and what works for you if, you, if, if people are trying to be like yourself and Nick for example then it's not going to come off too well because it's just going to like a copycat thing um, probably oh, the same exactly. if people just want to swear well, talking yeah. about FPL, you're probably just going to sound like me and Suj. <laughs> so the advice is, like, be yourself if you're doing it. It's a challenging thing to start up. I think, yeah. the, I think the, one, the one thing I would say is that, from you, from you guys especially, and always you can do this as well, is you guys have got a very good way of, when you do digress and talk about things, you're good at kind of keeping that flow going a lot of the time. Yeah. Whereas I think in, at the start, like we've been going for three years now, I think in the first year I was very keen to keep everything on track. Everything was kind of like, right, hang on, we've got to stop talking about this because I want to get on to the next point. Whereas now I think, kind of listening to you guys and how you can actually find a lot of interest and gems at the end of that sort of tunnel, mm. like I do kind of, I've loosened up the idea a little bit and try to keep things kind of a bit more sort of conversational as it were, because I think there are times, especially as I said in the first couple of years, where we'd be like lecturing almost to each other. Just, here's my points, here's my notes, I'm going to say them to you, Tom. And yeah. I'd be like, that's great, Nick. Here's what I've said, and I'm, I'm not commenting on what Nick said. I've literally just got in mind, I want to say Following my the bit. Script. So it was that's scripted, it. yeah. Well, this is the thing say. I was going to say. So Basically. For those that are watching on YouTube, or know, uh, sadly, Nick couldn't be physically in the room with us. <laughs> I was going to say, Nick, is it because you wanted to hide your script under the table so that no one would know that you're reading off one? Exactly, so I couldn't do it just in front of you guys. You see me just there with my piles of notes, just reading through the auto queue. So, uh, yeah, obviously, um, you guys have your own sort of like dynamic, free flowing sort of conversations. I think our pods might has received criticism for being a little bit scripting in terms of we've got our plan, we've got our features that we're kind of just whistling through. So, that's probably something we maybe can learn from your pod um, going forwards. I think try and, you know, build, build it up a little bit and make it a little bit more conversational, maybe. I don't know. 
we've got no plan. That's probably why it comes off like yours is sometimes. Yeah. We just press record and go generally, whereas you guys obviously put a phenomenal amount of research and time into yours. If me and Susan need to find a stat, we just generally look on our phone mid-pod, I think. Yeah, I've, now with, with the desk setup that we've got, so in terms of, in front of me, so what, I can what could we up, improve would be, would be our structure in terms yeah. of actually planning, maybe having a script. Yeah, yeah, we say that, but you know, like, Tom, you've been on the FPL show. I did the FYI show. One thing I don't like is like, that's a short format. So you get like a minute to make a point and you're on to the next thing, right? Yeah. And we talk, and we can talk for as long as we want about one topic if we want to. We'll talk about Rebecca Vardy if we want to for like half an hour. Maybe not. That's a bad example. Whereas something like that, when, it's, when you've got an agenda or a script to get through, it's like, you've got a minute, make your point, on to the next yeah. thing, on to the next thing. I don't find that comfortable because... It's not a free flow. I don't like that. I mean, chat. what I normally do, and I, I can, like, for everyone to see it, I can always pull it up. Like, I send around to Nick, and basically any guests we have on, I'll have, like, I'll write, like, a discussion guide. So in my work, when I'm speaking to people, I do a lot of interviews with, you know, clients, with traders, whatever. I'll have a, a set list of what I'm going to talk about. That, that's obvious, right? And on each podcast, the same. Okay, I'm going to, we're going to talk about this. And it's literally just like, all right, we're going to talk about premium fours this week. Who are the top options? That would be a question. Um, what do you think about this guy, the new guy into the list, and um, what do you see, how do you see it moving forward? That's literally all, all we give to each other, and that's literally, I don't see Nick's notes, he doesn't see mine. And then we'll, I don't know, have a little list of stats that we want to say, or things that we found through doing the research, and then it kind of just see how it folds out organically, I suppose. And we have, I think we have gotten a lot better at doing that in a, in a way which isn't so much, as I, as I said earlier, reading off that list of stats. It's more about, right, here's, here's, here's like kind of Talking the points. point, you know? Mm. And then we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I mean, for work, we both do it. We both have to think about, right, what am I going to say in this meeting? What am I going to say when I do this presentation? How am I going to do it? How am I going to articulate that? And because we both do that for work, I can see why that can come off as being a little bit kind of like scripted. We're both, we're both like we're both basically both salesmen, so we're blaggers. So that's how we get away. Yes. We're just switching out yeah. and blagging from the minute one. Nick, have you got a question there? No, I was going to say it's two opposite ends of the spectrum, there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you, you guys have your more sort of blaggy, blaggy sales types. Me and uh, Tom in our jobs, I have to whittle through data and, and prove things and prove that things have been progressed with numbers. And I kind of take that to the pod as well, say, look, try and make a point. And here's the evidence with the stats and the underlying data that relates to it. So that's probably um, that's probably the difference there. Um, yeah, I've got some questions. Go uh, for it. Go through them. Uh, Got a question from David Monday. He said, "Who got the planets? Anyone got an answer? Who got the planet? Who got the planet? Indeed. I tell you what, it's not me. FPL Telling said, "Who would win a, a drinking competition out of us four? Uh, Tom, Nick, Sigil, James. I think okay, Aaron Boyle already I'm said that I would. Apparently, I am out. It's not me. I can tell you that. I, I think like it, three pints and I'm done. I think it would be between the uh, between the white boys here, um, <laughs> just because we've got the Asian disadvantage here. Sige, I think we'd yeah, uh, probably yeah, yeah. end up I, having I, three or four. And be like, right, I'm done. Our, I'm done. We don't have the ends. I've got to go and eat. I've got to go and have some lactase. I think it'd be." you and Nick, uh, it's James. James. It's James. All the no, way. I'm not for sure it James. is. Nick, have you calmed your drinking down since baby arrived? Because it has for me. Yeah, definitely. I used to be out all the time, to be honest. And like now I haven't drunk in a while. So I'm a bit of a lightweight compared to what I used to be. So How, uh, how old's Moses? Remind me. Remind me. 18 months old. Oh, it's a bit older than uh, Harry. There you go. Yeah, I'd, I'd fancy myself, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'll get pissed quick, but I'll be the last one out the pub. But you're steady. Slow, yeah, and, steady yeah. wins, yeah. slow and steady wins the race That's with me. James. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, it, I know it's not me. I can't handle it anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call old age is getting to me. The older I get, the harder it is. Your body just can't do what it nah, used to, right? Not at all. Not at all. I remember when we like used to just 
be incredibly hungover. I think you get incredibly drunk, and the next day you just shake it off, you walk off hangover, yeah. and go out again. Whereas now, now we both hit 30, I think it's definitely slowed down a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. I have one big night out, like a month basically, and that finishes me off because, like, if I've had in the second week, the next two weeks are just lying around, just being like, oh yeah, my forget god, what did I do it. to myself? Nice. So, yeah, it definitely happens a fair bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, we do have a, have a drink every now and again when we're doing the pod, but not. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to do a podcast half cut as well, I find. Like, I know I've done it a couple of times where I've, I've gotten a bit over exuberant and gone, yeah. Right, oh yeah, I've had, I've had three drinks, shit, that's too much. Four, five, oh crap. I've We've got never <laughs> seen you get over exuberant before. Nah, <laughs> couldn't be. We had the question come in from uh, Chris, Chris Tellers. Um, and it's fair to ask you, Gone, with so many eyes and ears, obviously, on your podcast, uh, and he's aimed at both podcasts as well, but how do, you, uh, how do you manage to cope with the attention from the community? And I think it's quite fair. Like, I don't know, Nick, how often you log into Twitter. I'm going to assume it's less than Tom. I used to um, I used to log into the WGTA underscore FPL Twitter all the time just on my phone just to look at the notifications and basically it was mostly just Tom talking yeah. throughout the working day all day yeah. with various people and I'd look at every hundreds of conversations and chat and I was just like this is unmanageable I can't even keep up with what's going on this this Twitter it just yeah. lost yeah. complete it's the same control. I don't I don't even touch the Planet FPL pod Twitter that's just purely you did a couple James. of times and I told you to stop that was a long time ago <laughs> it's just not worth it. Or Tom will blame me for a tweet or something if it goes down badly. But that's why I kind of set up my own uh, private one anyway, which is a lot quieter. And generally, just because I'm really busy with work and stuff at the moment, like I can't keep up with a lot of what's going on in the FPL community and the conversations. How do you, how do you keep up with the attention? Do you get a lot of grief? Um, I have, but not. It's not. It's not that bad actually. Like if I've, I'm averaging one racist storm a year. So at, at the moment, right. at the moment we're not there. I, I got one guy who was on the the, the fans football scout uh, YouTube the other day saying, "I'm baffled. Tom isn't white right now. I'm <laughs> really? absolutely shocked. I thought that was hilarious. I was just Wicked. like, why does that matter? Like amazing. But yeah, on the on the main bit, I still find it really like genuinely. I think maybe if you get wrapped up in your own hype, that's when you start going wrong. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like for me, I'm still like. Genuinely, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this. Like, I, I'm genuinely like really surprised. Someone says, I listen to you, I listen to that pod, they remember stuff that I've said, something yeah. like that. And like, I'm still a dude with a phone at the end of the day who's on the DLR, just tweeting whatever's in my head, or like I'm on the, on the podcast in my bedroom, just saying something. It's amazing to me that thousands of people I, do listen to that. I think that's great. Like, I, I don't really see, and I, I, know, I know when you put yourself out there, like, there's always the element of like, yeah, people then can start having a pop at you, which, which I do take. Like, I can take yeah. it, but at the same time, like, if it gets nasty or whatever, I just mute people now. Like, I just mute mercilessly. Just, like, I, can't be, really? I just can't be fucked still with it. Like, it's my, like, it's my Twitter. It's my feed, yeah? And I'm just like, well, if, I, if someone's a bit of a dick, then they just, I'm, I don't want to hear from them ever, ever again. Like, just mute them. That's the way I do it. Like, just, I, get, I, don't, I haven't had that much, but obviously I log in maybe twice a week if I can be bothered. Um, it, sometimes a little bit more, and I'll dive in for half an hour, and then I'm out again. Yeah. And I'm just whatever, whatever's happening is happening. What what I do find a bit weird is like if I haven't logged in for three or four days, and someone's tagged me in something, it could even be James has tagged me in something. There's a whole conversation about me going on in the world somewhere that I have no idea about. <laughs> I find that a bit weird. That oh, okay, everyone's talked about something or Cussing whatever. you behind your back. Yeah, but not because well, you've been it's in, public, really. it's in public, isn't it, on Twitter? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, but also. It's FPL at them. It's a it's a guessing game. Like honestly, I think like what are you worried we, about? We we put ourselves out there, so you know we we put ourselves on the front line to be criticised. Like if people don't like your work, they're entitled to to say that. I think like what Tom's alluding to there, there are levels that are 
are acceptable, it's banter, it's crit- the criticism's fine. Like, if yeah, somebody wants to come to me and say, I didn't like this, or do you want to do it? All right, fine, we'll, we'll take that on board. I think some of the stuff that, that you do to there, like, that's not on, that's just, right, get out, mute. I don't block anyone, by the way, so if anybody is ever out there thinks, why does he never reply to me? You've been muted. Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm exactly the same. <laughs> that's okay. it. We've had people like message Nick in the past to ask where, where I am and why haven't I spoken to them. Yeah. It's because I've, because I've muted them, because they've said something which has pissed me off. And uh, I, I know that sounds really harsh, but at the end of the day, like, you do get an idea, especially with like, the following, I suppose. Like, you just get a, a level, an idea of somebody pretty quickly in terms of how they interact with you. Like, I don't mute them straight away. I'll give them like, a couple of times just to like, make sure the first time they're trying to just a bit of banter hasn't quite worked out. Yeah. I'll give them like, a, couple of, a couple of chances, but if they just seem like that, the, the reality is, The reality is probably for you guys as well as us, right? Because um, the way Chris has asked the question, how do you cope with the attention? 80 to 90% of the feedback and comments and st- interaction, oh, if not more, is positive, not absolutely. negative, right? Absolutely. And the way you deal with that is just actually confusion. Like, I'm still yeah, yeah. still confused why you're listening and listening to, like, we're putting out five, six shows a week and people will listen to all of them. I'm like... Have you got a life? Firstly, I don't know how we find the time to record them. I don't know how you find the time to listen to them and then tweet us and say that it's really good listening and thank you for all the hard work. I'm like, e- yeah. Um, yeah, like we're recording in the pub and James has got an empty, uh, empty pint glass. I'll story. give him Manchild the beer. We had a question, Manchild, from somebody about you, which I'll ask when you come back, though. What are you drinking, boss? Manchild wants chicken wings as well. Uh, I'll have an Amstel, please. Cheers. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm good for now. Just ask, see what, so, Nick, what do, how do you deal with the... Uh, how, how do you uh, respond how to do you that deal question? with the fans, I should probably do. Or how all the ladies chasing you home down yeah, Chelsea yeah. Street. Have you ever had yeah. underwear yeah. thrown at you? It's hard to, to deal with uh, getting spotted in a subway um, on a Cannon Street and stuff like that. Nah. Uh, to be honest, like, it's just following um, the Twitter and just seeing what's happening, chat with the community. It's, it's nice to see. I think it's always quite exciting as well when, um, like, um, one of our followers um, tweeted that he was listening to us on, on live speak um, on speaker in Singapore somewhere I can't remember what it was and then someone walked past the room and said who got the assist who got the assist uh, to him and I thought that was just an amazing story of two people who both listened to us like you know discovering each other in a foreign country I thought that was really amazing to hear but yeah I'm, I'm genuinely blessed by like the amount of people that listen to us because I just me and Tom just talking about football you know just talking about numbers that's all we're doing really just uh, chatting away and, and to have so many people listen is it's amazing yeah for sure um we had uh, a question from Lee FPL family um, who we all know well if you could meet and I answered this on Twitter already and James already giving me evils if you could meet and interview one footballer on your pod, who would it be and why? And I automatically straight away jumped in with he who must not be named. <laughs> I can't say, James won't say his you name. You can say it because the who got your sisters who don't know us won't know who that is. The former Macclesfield Town manager who used to play for Spurs <laughs> and, uh, and defected to Arsenal. But who would you pick? Well, any any ex uh, or current player that you could have on the pod? Um, I think uh, for me it would be Dennis Burkamp. So Dennis Burkamp's the man who got me into supporting Arsenal, basically. So I'm, I'm really? Dutch born. Um, I was born oh, fair play. And like, I, uh, but, uh, I think it was the 1998 World Cup, that goal against Argentina, long yeah. ball through, took it down, through legs, Flick. and then, then flicks over Rower, right? I was like, who's he played for? He plays for Arsenal. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I'm probably there you Arsenal. go. And um, I think just, I read this book as well, and like, I think just having those those moments of magic in football is what encapsulated me in the first place. It's what got me into it. And he, for me, is like one of the the earliest guy that that kind of 
improved me in that way. And I just wanted to speak to him and speak to him about how he approached things. Like, what was in his, going through his mind? Like, was there anything going through his mind when he was creating those little moments that, that made me love him? It's instincts, isn't like, it? When you, when yeah, you play exactly. like that, you've got to like, be playing with I instincts. I read his book and I'd have a few questions about that. But yeah, I think just as a, as a guy, he seems really nice too. I think it would just be really interesting to hear about his approach to things and how he does Yeah, stuff. fair play. Uh, what yeah. about you, Nick? What are you thinking? Anyone that you'd want to have on your show? So it, wouldn't, it certainly wouldn't be Sol Campbell, I'll tell you that much. But, uh, <laughs> it'd probably be someone like, that's a bit of a boring pick, but probably someone like Cristiano Ronaldo. I'd just like to kind of get to understand the guy and how he's uh, developed to be such a sort of like a, a cult player and still performing at such a high level at sort of his age and just, you know, how he maintains that physique as well. If, is he actually corruptible? Does he have a beer? I don't know. I think it'd be he's really 34 interesting. He's 34 now, right? Same age as you yeah. take, James? Thanks. <laughs> I'm just thinking about his physique, you know what I mean? In... I think physiques might be a bit different. <laughs> He's a machine, though, isn't he? Absolute machine. Yeah. Who would you have on, James? I know it's I, not... No, no, no. I'll tell you who... Obviously, I, I dislike the, the North London side that's red. I'd actually be fascinated to have a chat with Wenger. Yeah. Arsene Wenger? Yeah, yeah, honestly, and, and see how kind of he changed things in the, in the late 90s and then, and then why did it stop to know the ins and abouts in terms of... What was his restrictions? Did he just get obsessed with like the Barcelona model and trying to move that way? Um, I'd, actually, to sit down with him would be fascinating because he knows his football inside out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting, though, now we're talking about these players that are like idols or players that you want, right? But the, there's a bunch of them that are proper into their FPL now as well. Like PVA is obviously top of the list. Have you heard Micah Richards on Five Live as well? That guy's an absolute machine on FPL. He knows all the prices of all the players nice. um, and positions and stuff. Like the way that uh, a lot of the players are so much more aware of FPL now as well, I think is really fascinating. It's just mainstream. I think now. even even Liverpool tweeted about your guy Nick Tanner, who's, yeah, who's yeah, top yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. the official world it. rankings at the moment. Yeah. So even like Liverpool. Are not acknowledging it on their own Twitter base. I think it just shows the, the growth in the market for, for the game. Didn't Sterling tweet sorry to... Uh, yeah, he did, yeah. Sorry, I can't score a hat-trick every week. After yeah, yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Well, he should have tweeted sorry after he didn't score a hat-trick or whatever. Sorry, that was after the Bournemouth game. But when he scored one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he bloody scored a hat-trick against West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely interesting. I think, I think we're only going to see that improve. So if you look at the US, for example, I don't know if you guys have any experience watching. I don't, I don't really like American football, but I spend a lot of time in the US. Yeah. Like if when it's the American when American football was on and they've got their ludicrous number of pundits, there's like twelve of them. It's really bizarre. Um, but there's always one person who's a fantasy person. And like really? there's always somebody like literally like imagine it's a Sky Sports like Monday Night yeah. Football. Someone there saying, "Oh, this is what it means for fantasy perspective." They'll have like the ticker coming up to say, "This is what's going on with fantasy. This is what the impact of yeah. what's happened." Is. But it's like esports, right? So yeah. esports is a big deal now. Um, I was chatting to one of my mates who was like, "I really want to build or invest in an esports bar." It's pissing down outside and rain. Um, in an <laughs> esports bar, um, because of the, the growth in like gaming, and you can. Esports is as popular almost, you could say, as real sports. Yep. Fantasy is just another small part of esports in that, in that way. Um, sort of. It's not, it's, not, it's not gaming it's, per se. It's not gaming at all. No. Right? I, I think the word game isn't really quite applied to fantasy because gaming is literally you can affect the outcome game. through your skill. Um, there is some skill in fantasy, of course, but you can affect the outcome through being better than everybody else with yeah. something that you can actively do. So I there's could a... you know, outshoot someone and call of duty. But at the same time, with, with FPL, it's a lot, there's, so much, there's so many other facts involved. It's like a bit more like poker, I think, than, a, than an esports game, which I yeah. also do enjoy a lot. There, there's, a, there's a really good uh, Trevor Noah 
uh, YouTube video, I don't know if you uh, guys follow much of Trevor Noah, I think he's one of the best comedians out there, where he's talking about when he landed in America, and he's um, obviously from South Africa, and he's looking at American sports, he's watching American sports channels, and he's like, your sports commentators are so obsessed with stats. It's like everything is like this guy's run this many yards and he's got this many carries and he's dropped the ball this many times and he's kicked the ball this much and it's like 24% of this and 36% of that. So it does make sense over there that they're so stats-focused and money ball and all that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Um, we talked a, a long time ago about um, the best predictor, because this is a guessing game where you're looking at odds, fantasy football, right? Is surely the bookies. Surely we should be using bookies' odds to help us make fantasy football picks more because think, the bookies don't lose money. I think they lost a few quid we, on the uh, Wolves. Will do. Man City. FPL Salah one. FPL Salah, yeah, yeah. does that. Yeah, yeah. Who who tweets out the regularly kind of clean sheet predictor odds and Goal um, scoring. most likely a percentage to score at the weekend. Does it help? Kind of do you think it helps? I, no, don't I think know. yeah, you can you can look into that thing, but the, the percentages are so minimal. If you if you put up what's the likely odds of Kane and Aguero in a similar fixture to score at the weekend, it's going to be similar odds, isn't it? Fractionally, as a percentage, it's it's so small in terms of how yeah. that would replicate on the odds. Um, but yeah, it can be used. Of course, it can. I think it's probably more useful for clean sheet percentages and stuff like that rather the, than actual goal, goal scorers. Scored. That's just a personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, would you, okay. So if you had the choice of XGXA. Um, versus the bookies' oh, odds God, on this just goal became scorers. who got the assist rather than planning. No, I just asked the question. I don't. I don't even <laughs> XG XA. I don't even look at. But which which would you prefer to use if you had to use one bookies or XG? I, I asked it. I directed it, James. James is working a bookie, so uh, if anyone knows, yeah, James yeah. knows. So probably because of my background of, of working in that industry for a long time, yeah, I would be more influenced by that. I, I naturally look at prices for games uh, and that kind of thing myself anyway in my own time. So I would be influenced that way. It's not a, a right and a wrong on it. I mean, what do you what do you guys normally use, Tom Nick? Uh, I mean, I think what don't you use is probably a better yeah. question because you've got what access don't to everything. I, use? I don't use shots I, in the box. Shots I don't not. use. I feel he's a good player because I like him. I just think that's a terrible argument. I just yeah. completely that's why subjective. We're doing badly. Useless. Well, what's the point? There's no basis in that. Like, yeah. Part of the reason we started was because I was getting annoyed with a lot of podcasts that I used to listen to and who were just like basically saying, oh, well, yeah, I, I like this guy. I, I'm captaining him because I just love him. Great. Well, where's, where's, where's the backing? Where's the basement? Where's the basin for that? What's that based on? It's based on nothing. No. Um, so a lot of the time, I don't use things in isolation. So Do it's not... It's, it's huh? gone a bit echoey, guys. Uh, sorry. sorry. Um, Nick, have you got Nick, a question there? Have you got there? a question there? Before I uh, yeah, put sorry, it sounds gone a bit funny. My end. Ah, no worries. No worries. Um, what, what? Yeah, we've had a. Um, let's find some more questions. So um, we've had a question from Carl Coote, who's asked us who finished the season highest: Spurs, Arsenal, or the Hammers. That's a bit of a nasty question. A, I think it's a. It's a low blow. It's a low blow. But yeah, it's Spurs. I, let's just let's just put it out there. It's Spurs. It's not. Uh, who's going to finish lowest? No, who finished lowest last year? Who, who is going to? Who no, is going, going to? Who is going to? Oh, who's going to? Sorry. Oh, I don't think it's as uh, black and white as it has been in previous seasons. No, I think it's claret and blue. Who's going to finish lowest? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's as black and white as it has been in no, previous seasons. I think Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham. If it was, if I would had to call it now, I'd say Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham. In that order, top to bottom. Tom. Sounds about right to me. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see Spurs pull it out. Um, I don't think Potts is going to go. I'm sure that Potts... I mean, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because like Mourinho uh, 
Ferguson always said you can only have a few three years, I think it is the optimum, before things get uh, very, very stale. And you used to rotate as assistant manager, didn't he, to try to keep things fresh, try to change things up. Um, and I think Poch is dealing with that now a little bit, um, especially from listening to what you've been saying, James, as well, on Tottenham. And I think a lot of the time, like, he's going to have to fight through that fatigue and fight through just kind of the fact his message has been heard over and over again. Um, I do think they're going to re- recover. I think it'll be close between Spurs and Arsenal. Um, I'm not going to go into an Arsenal chat here, but I think that that kind of, it'll be close. I think that we may just pull it out, but it depends what happens in January as well, whether you guys strengthen a little bit, something like that happens. I'm Forget about that. When's Levy spent money? He spent a little bit. He got a little bit in, Dombele, spent a little bit in the summer, but he only Sessignol. spent that money, as James has said, because he thought he was going to get the money on the I mean, other side from Ericsson. As, as he thought in, he might get 100 as million I said in. As in, in ours on the week, like the Lo Celso deal was done financially. So he spent like 110 million on, on two midfield players there. Which yeah, is, but he did think he was getting money back in from Ericsson. Well, yeah, well, they couldn't get the players out the door that, that Pochettino went. That's more the problem. It's not actually what's been incoming. Is was that Pochettino couldn't add to the incomings that he has got because he couldn't get players out the door. Um, he wants to completely... He spoke after the Champions League final about wanting to completely refresh the squad. That's not happened. And I think you're spot on, Tom, about when you look back on it in hindsight those times where you kind of felt United were going through pain but then it came back again didn't it mm. they'd have spells where he had people he was trying in there like yeah, Nick Cleverson's yeah. and stuff oh, like that God, yeah. which didn't work out but for every one of those there were others that did gems oh, like Ronaldo for example and so Ferguson constantly recycled every sort of maximum five years if not every three and four and Pochettino's at that stage now where he obviously got us to a stage we never thought we could get to he needs to recycle that now that's not happened um, he might pay the price, unfortunately. How are you feeling at the moment about it, Nick? Yeah, I'm a little bit depressed as well, to be honest, in terms of our most recent fortunes. It's, it's not been great recently. I think it exactly um, is about that. I think it's to do with the players that we've had. They were all perform- It's essentially the same team we had four to five years ago when we were performing brilliantly and uh, the likes of Ericsson, Naldevere, Altatonia and all being in the last years of their contracts all looking to move really doesn't help as well as some of the players who are starting to age and aren't, you know, sort of beyond their best potential. You know, the likes of Danny Rose was pretty good a few years ago. He's not very good anymore. Um, you know, the centre-backs, as I mentioned, they don't seem to want to play anymore. We we sold uh, our two best right-backs and now got a real problem in that position. Uh, the midfield, we've lost uh, Dembele. Um, and then up front, Harry Kane's really out of form as well. And since his injury, he's not the same player he was two seasons ago. And I don't know whether he's ever going to be that same player again. So it's a little bit, it is a little bit concerning for us at the moment. I think it's going to have to be a a summer of change and just see what happens over the course of this season, see if we can find that form, see if we can rediscover that team cohesion and that energy that we had a few seasons ago when we were actually competing for the title because um, right now we're going to struggle to finish in the top four. Uh, Nick, Tom, can I just ask you both before we come off that? I'm still going to captain Kane next weekend. Is that is that mad? What are you looking for, permission or...? No, I just want their opinion. <laughs> It's Watford at home. Why not? You know, if you're not going to captain him against Watford at home, then get just get rid altogether because this yeah, is a team yeah. that conceded eight against Manchester City. I think they're bottom of the league right now. They're, they're looking absolutely terrible. Their defence is really old as well. And, you know, they've got the likes of Dawson and Holobaz and they just, they're just not very there good at go. the moment. So I think it's a real good punt, actually. Nick, really. No, I'm doing it anyway. Nick, Nick's, giving, Nick's giving you the green light on this. So while we're on it and we're talking about captains... You talked about your on your last show, the armband on Callum Wilson next week, right? Yeah. I in my bust team or bust team for James, um, 
have got the armband on Callum Wilson, so let's make a pact. Are you going to buy him? Have you got him? Yeah, I've got to buy him. All right. I'll have to buy him for Firmino. Yeah. Okay, so we both do it. We both captain him. If he, if he fails, you can blame me, I'll blame you. Yeah, and if he's successful, right. we both go out there together, holding hands, saying we're the heroes of FPL. Yeah, both, both claim the credit. We can shake on it now. We're both captaining Callum Wilson next oh, week. God. Done. It's a good way to do it, though, I isn't it? So, like, you got, it if you don't, uh, Nick talked about it, targeting Norwich. I can't disagree with you. I can't agree with you more. Sorry. I Not disagree. Agree. Like, Norwich are done for, man. They're conceding goals left, right and centre. If you've got a striker playing against them, you've got to got to go for it same true of I've, still got that, um, I've still got that dilemma that I had on the pod on our last pod in terms of who's actually in my team because um, <laughs> I'm, wild card. And I'm wild carding yeah and I haven't changed it up since we last did the pod and I still don't have Callum Wilson in that team and I'm starting to get really concerned about that I think I'm gonna have to make a few more changes I've currently got Aubameyang uh, just because I thought Arsenal's run was really good but then I look at Arsenal's run and I think actually is he worth it you know they're playing teams like Sheffield United Crystal Palace you know these they're kind of, you know, lower-level teams. But they're actually lower-level teams. They've been pretty damn... Uh, defensively they're good defensively. Solid, they're definitely good defensively. You know, it's not, um, it's not Norwich at home, who we know pretty much are probably one of the worst defences. And then after that, Bournemouth have, um, Bournemouth have Watford. So they've got Norwich and Watford, perhaps the two worst defences in the league, whilst Aubameyang's got Sheffield United and Crystal Palace, which are actually probably better defences than the likes of um, Spurs and... Uh, and Chelsea at the moment, or Manchester United even, maybe, in terms of actually keeping the keys so far this season. Yeah, I don't doubt that. We had a question coming for you guys. Let's do a question, and then we're going to take a short break, um, because we need to. Um, who's Bonnie and who's Clyde? So I, I've, I don't, I've never watched the movies or done other stories sorry. or nothing. Is there like Bonnie and Clyde, one was good and one was bad? I don't know. I think we're more Thelma and Louise, aren't we? Thelma and Louise. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get the reference either. Have you it. ever seen the movies or anything? Nick, no. help us out here. Bonnie and Clyde, any, any I idea? Haven't, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen the films, unfortunately. I think they're just, um, they were just two uh, people on the run, weren't they? Um, just uh, basically committing crimes and escaping the law. I think one was a woman, one was a man. That's that's the kind of the difference I know about them. So uh, I'll be Clyde <laughs> and Tom could be Bonnie. Huh. We're, sure. we're, we're from Tot- we're, we're based in Tottenham so we're definitely with apologies to Sean McCall we've got no idea the four <laughs> of us probably looked really stupid between us then yeah fair play well you can always tweet and uh, give us some clarification and we can always jump back on it but there was a, there was a question on, on your thread I think about the Avengers and who would win in a battle royale out of all of them as well uh, I think I can't remember who tweeted the gif of uh, the Avengers all getting together you guys had the dog gif well me and, me and Tom's Tom. a bit of a gif King. Yeah, I do like a gift. Me and Tom were in wind-up mode yesterday. Yeah. Man-child, are they gifts or gifs? Gifts. Yeah, I agree with you on that, but I just, I just like winding man-child up with, uh, with gifs. Tom, take us into a break, mate. Yes. Yeah. That, was, um, that was Nicky S that asked that question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, he asked a slightly different question. Something about which superhero would win a Royal Rumble fight to the death, apparently. Incredible Hulk, surely. Which superhero would fight, it win a fight to the death? Incredible Hulk. No That's ifs, four. no ifs, no buts. No, no, no. Incredible Hulk. Stop. They were shooting at that guy and he, he, bullets bounce off him. He's like 15 times the size of everyone. Um, so, um, surely like Flash Gordon, because he he'll just literally kill everyone before they've even moved. 
maybe. Or, like that. or maybe, you know, someone like uh, Doctor Strange just changed time. I think, I've won already. Cheers, I man. think you just, you just gravitate towards your favourite Hulk, man. He's the man. He's the biggest beast of them all. Incredible Hulk. <laughs> well, instead of the beast, uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. <laughs> Yeah, no. Hulk, Hulk would eat that guy for breakfast. He'd fucking pour milk on him with a spoon and he'd be done. Thanos, or is, are we not including villains? Because I think. Oh, look at him going for the villain. Sophisticated. <laughs> this is when, like, most people have like five superheroes: Batman, Spider-Man, Hulk, um, yeah. uh, Superman, and one other. And then you start bringing out the ones from the comic books. Yeah, I don't know. That was in the in the movies I don't watch films I hate I can't no movies at all I just don't like them because I haven't got the attention span right I, I'm a gamer oh, I want to be actively playing I don't like sitting there just I can't do that I'm not very, I can't switch off my brain so how I do you okay so don't watch films, serious man. question then how do you watch a football match or uh, is that with my different phone, with my phone second screen in a lot of the time oh really so you're doing so, two things at one yeah, time can't, you can't watch can't, a game I can't I can but I, I do get bored. Like I get bored. Of, I get bored of literally anything. I haven't got that attention span to keep going and keep going, um, and going, and going. I feel like he's glaring at us. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> mind, I'm not too dissimilar. Like normally, I, I like to have a drink and a chat and eat some food and whatever yeah, whilst it. football's going on. I'm not like you. You want no distractions. Let me watch the no, game. No, yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm I'm quite different. I'm more like you. I don't mind having two things on the same. I probably couldn't play a game or or whatever at the same time. But I'd happily eat and drink and chat whilst yeah, the game's it. on that's for it, sure. That's it, that's it. Yeah, go. I'll get distracted if the game's shit, but I, I, particularly in the first half, I like to look for tactical side of the games and that. Yeah, fair play. Go on then, Tom. Let's take us into a break. All right, let's take a break there, and we'll be back with the features after this. Oh, oh it's no. a goal. Who you got, got the assist? Who got, got the assist? Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the... The Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back, everybody. Now you can see me looking at you. Let's carry on with the show. What's happening, James? Tell us. Well, I thought, like, if we were coming onto a pod with Tom and Nick, yeah. we should bring some sort of stat to this. A stat. So I found an one interesting stat. one. It's just one stat, and I think it opens up a conversation Let's that do I thought it. would drop on the guys, and they probably already know it. Yeah. Sadio Mane has more FPL points than Mohamed Salah over the last 27 game weeks. Okay, Discuss. is that this calendar year, 27 game weeks? Or? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's take. 19 of last season and the first eight of this week. So second half of last season, the first eight game weeks. I'm confused as to how this is still a debate on Salah versus Mane. I'm confused because Mane just is better value. He, uh, sometimes I think I always go with Mane because he's cheaper and I'm Indian, so we're cheap. So we always go with the cheaper option. We do. We're cheap. So, but I just think he's better value. If you've got two players of that are comparable, why would you just not go with a cheaper option? Anyway, but this is a, over a captain option, right? You, why would you not come on? Mane, eleven and a half million pound no, player. No, no, you no, no but what I mean by that is, at that level, it yeah. probably shouldn't be as much of a conversation over which one's cheaper. At, at that level, between the Salah and Mane, you're choosing which one's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's not enough in it. It's not. No. It's not two million in it like it was. I think last season or so to say okay. And even still, most of us were still going for Salah, right? Last year, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know if you and you and I, James, are a little bit um, in the minority of people that haven't got Salah, and also he's not the first name on the team sheet. I um when I did that wild card on on the FYI show and they tweeted it, I looked at some of the the tweets and it, like the the thing that always stood out to me was like how can you not have Salah? How can you not have Salah? How can you not have yes. Salah? How can you? I'm 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 in this kind of bubble of like I'm not getting Salah. Forget about it. I'm not paying yeah. twelve and a half million yeah. for him. But the wider community is still Salah, 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 Salah. 
It's the fear factor. That's, that's all it is. So, I mean, we've all got memories. So I sold him before Bournemouth last year. got the hat-trick against me. And, you know, I sold him on this wild card. And all I got back was exactly the same. I walk on game week six. Everyone yeah. was saying, you're going to sell Salah. You're going to get punished straight away. Blah, blah, blah. It's all psychological, really. Um, <clears> between the two of them, if you watch them play, Mane's the guy who's getting the end products at the moment. Bar, like, for, for the vast majority. And to be honest, Mane's the better finisher, really. Let, let's, let's just put that out yeah. there. He's the guy who converts. Like, I think it's something he's, he's developed in his game in the last two, three years at Liverpool. Absolutely. That, that guy maybe has wasn't reached there another before. level, I think, of just... He, he's able to just match Salah yeah. like, pound we, for pound. Say, he scores a wider range of goals, Mane. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. When, when, Origi, when Firmino's dropped out for whatever reason, Origi's in, Mane's the one that jumps centrally yeah. more than, than Salah, in my opinion. There is times when Salah's jumped in central, but more, it's Mane more who plays up front. Yeah. Um, I know a, a Liverpool fan who was saying to me that the thing is that it benefits Mane to be central. It doesn't benefit Salah to be central no, necessarily. He doesn't score more points. He's I think better it depends off on the opposition. We saw in that Bournemouth fixture last year and then they played Wolves away afterwards, where... I think that's probably where the real regret came as well, because not only did you sell Salah at that time, but he went up front and then he he, he scored and assisted at Wolves and looked like he should have got more as well. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you think, oh my God, what, all those penalties. what have I done? Yeah, like? yeah, yeah. But, it, but it, it changed back quite quickly afterwards. What, what's your feeling on the two, Nick? So, um, yeah, I've actually switched um, from Salah for the first time since he joined Liverpool. I've basically owned him for every single game week bar one when I think I free-hitted and Liverpool had a blank. So it's, it's new-founded territory, actually, for me to finally ditch Mo Salah and, and go for, for Sadio Mane. But to be honest, like I feel like over the last, maybe not um, a year ago, but in the last 12 months, Mane has been the better player compared to Salah. Mane's been much um, better in terms of converting the chances he's got. He's um, looking um, more fit than Salah at the moment. Salah seems a little bit off the pace just in the last couple of games I've seen, whilst Mane seems a bit more uh, fit and firing. In terms of the sort of chances, uh, Salah's always created a Salah's always had a lot more chances than Manny, and that's always been very obvious in terms of the goal attempts. But actually, this season, there's not really too much um, difference in terms of their chances. So um, Salah's had um, a chance every 27.2 minutes um, this season, and Manny's only just behind on 32. So what's typically been a sort of superior stat for Salah is it's very much now neck and neck in terms of the uh, minutes per chance. And um, Manny's just converting more, so... I feel like, especially with, with the money factor as well, um, having that extra 0.8 million goes an absolute mile in terms of what I can do on my wild card. What would you What would you, what would you do if they were the same price? Because Mane's going up and creeping up and creeping up. Come game week 12, 13, when the fixtures swing for Liverpool, if there's such a thing, because they're still eight from eight right now. Does it even matter? Comes people are going to be going. I think people more people will gravitate towards Mane than they will Salah. So Salah may come down. Mane may go up. There'll be a point where it's not. 0.8 between, between them, they're the, they're the same. And at that point, at that I don't point, know. I think I people think might people start gravitating back towards Salah potentially Salah if they're the same price. I don't know. I agree with you there, um, Serge. Yeah. I think it's just, um, if, I think if Manny and Salah were the same price, I probably wouldn't make the move. And that's mm. probably more of a psychological factor, to be honest, rather than a, a actually playing factor. The fact that Salah's always been my guy, the guy I've always had in my team. And, you know, the you know, to hate this whole idea of people who sort of sell Salah one week and bring in Mane the next, then do the exact opposite. And we always see that in our in our market forces. If Salah gets a brace, everyone's selling Mane and buying Salah, and it's the opposite next week. And I really don't want to be one of those guys that's sort of like jumping between the two in, in like the red roulette or whatever. So um, I think I'd probably just say like, I always say stick with your man and keep him all season and don't, and don't rotate and chase the points. And I think... Um, 
if they were the same price, I'd have to um, stand by that mantra and say, right, you know what, maybe Salah's not scored the last few games, but we know he's a, we know he's a top quality player. We know Mane's a top quality player, but you can't have both um, realistically. So stick with one and, and just um, stay with them for the course of the season. Yeah, we see this every international break, don't we? We see it, I remember last year, there were arguments every international break, oh, Mane's outperforming his numbers. Like Mane's XG yeah. is much lower than Salah's. The touches in the box are much lower than Salah's. But I mean, you can touch all around the box, but it's only exciting if it goes in, lads, right? So it's, it kind of makes sense for, for Mane too. Yeah. And uh, like, I think a lot of the time it, it's, where and maybe we'll talk about this in a bit but where the eye test does come in a little bit because yeah, yeah you can have Salah doing all these little delicate touches around the box but at the end of the day FPL is a game of end products right yeah so in, in fact it, the, the, the reason the, the way in which that Salah uh, Mane brought it up at the end of last year and basically was level with, with Salah at the end of last mm. year absolutely incredible and this year he's overtaken by two points for the first time and I think that will continue there, there is always going to be I mean uh, part of me is like yeah let's have that chat about eye test versus stats that we're never going to solve that that oh, argument or debate, not. and and also so that it's kind of almost futile. But what 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 one way, one way to bring it up is like pointless stats, for example. So uh, Tom Campbell, who just put out a really good thread about game weeks one to eight, with a, a bunch of really interesting stats that I was looking through, and some of them you look at and you think, oh, okay, I didn't realise that, and that actually might affect my decision making. And some of them you look at and you think that is nonsense um no not not being an offensive way and the one i'm gonna highlight is like ryan fredericks one of the one of the tweets in the thread was ryan fredericks is the second highest for touches in the penalty box of all defenders or something i'm like yo i watch west ham week in week out forget about it like he's just oh, yeah. not he's, he's not a consideration he can touch the box pen, uh, touch touch the ball in the box that sounds a bit dodgy but he can touch the yeah, ball yeah, in the box absolutely. as much as he wants He's still crappy. It's, it's the Cedric. And crappy does not a swear word, just to it's, be it's clear. The, it's, the, it's the Cedric factor. So um, bef- I think bef- when he was at Southampton like a couple of years ago, everyone was all over Cedric from a stats point of view because he had so many crosses and he created so many chances. People were like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. He's about to explode. Never did. Apart from, I think one game, I think, on the Mark Hughes, he did actually get two assists. Apart from that absolutely jackal. Nothing. Why was that? Because if you watched him play, those crosses were literally hitting the first man every single time. He gets mm. the byline, cross it in. and that, the first man. According to the stats, is a, is a cross. Chances created, a little kind of whittly ball goes nowhere. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time, it, it does have to be kind of joined together. Like, you can't just do things just on, on the stats, I suppose, in some ways. You've got to have that sort of contextual view of how the player's playing and what they're doing. And, yeah, and, and another yeah, overall one, that cross is. There are so many factors that you have to put into it. So, for example, your example on Cedric there, the fact that he was crossing as well to the likes of Gabby Adini or Shane Long <laughs> meant the fact that those, even if he did make meters man, he was never going to go into the uh, the back of the net. And I guess that's kind of what Lucas Dean um, is suffering from a little bit this season as well. He's creating tons of chances, but you've got the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin on the end of those chances who, who can't seem to score. And that's, that's why Everton are really struggling. They've, they've missed the number nine since uh, Lukaku left. So even if Lucas Dean is creating lots of chances, uh, very few are, are going to fruition. That's, but I think that's, um, going back to your point, Sush, I think, yes, yeah, stats are really important. You you know, that penalty box touch one's uh, pretty ridiculous. I think the example we saw last season as well was Sean Morrison. I think he was leading the numbers for a long time in terms of penalty box touches. I mean, trying to figure out why that actually was. Long it was throws. just all Aaron Gunnison's um, long throws yeah. hitting yeah. Sean Morrison. Yeah of the head and then nothing was happening so you kind of have to you can't really isolate one stat it's all about looking at the bigger picture and, and tons of numbers and then trying to build um something alongside the um the eye test as well of course we were talking about yeah no, so you, crosses, you, um, if i can just jump in there yeah, so just, just what i was gonna say on crosses so uh, nick's kind of highlight what i was going to mention about dean 
but you don't get the proportion of goals scored from crosses that we got 20 years ago, right? Because yeah. Dean's aren't playing in, in, in that sort Same of way, way so much. So uh, Dean's delivery uh, sort of from a deeper area, and obviously occasionally when he gets to the byline, he's obviously outstanding. We've got two problems. One, you're not getting as many goals in that kind of areas on overall in football. And two, we've alluded to the kind of players on the end of the cross and not of the quality to nah. finish them either. I mean, Southampton now, you've got Che Adams on the end of the cross, so let's forget about that. But you, <laughs> you mentioned something there, and so did you, James. I'm going to put it to Tom. Who is the Everton left-back? Currently, who's the Everton left-back? Well, Luca Dean, isn't it? Luca Dean. Who is he for you? Because I, I thought between the four of us, we could figure out what his name is. Is it Luca I, or Lucas? <laughs> and I, is it I, Dean I, or Dinier? I think it, I Luca Dinier? Luca Dean. There was, a, there was a video where he said his name. That's, that's one of the oh, ones. Okay. Yeah, Luca, Luca Dean. Luca Dean. Like, like Gunga Dean. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was one I thing that I did. Uh, I'm still confused myself. Oh, Luca Dean. Luca Dean. We got told off. We always get told. I don't know if you guys do. We get told off so many times about pronunciation. Like the Irish fella. Dorothy. Like, we Dorothy. get told off so many times like, for getting Dorothy. that wrong. Like, there's one guy who's running like an anti a, a, a campaign on Twitter, right? Yeah. But Wolves' official account called him Doc so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. No, he's never responded to that when I put that up. <laughs> but, but they call him that. They call him the Doc. So I think as far as they say it, I think oh, that's all right. But yeah, they, Do- Do- Doherty's the Irish way. Doherty, like Tommy Doherty's the English way Doherty, of saying it. That's yeah. why people get annoyed. It's, but it's not, it's not as being colonial. It's just what the Wolves' Twitter uh, account has yeah. said. Do you think not going to... I mean, because obviously James and I go to a few more because of the availability and season tickets and all the rest of it. Do you think watching games on TV is different to watching them live that affects your decision-making? I'm also curious as to, like, the, the commentators, do they affect... Do they bias your opinion on what's going on in the game potentially sometimes? No, I don't really listen to I don't really listen to the commentary normally. I normally, mute. Have, it on, normally have it on mute. Yeah, yeah or we've, if we've I, discovered if, a couple of things. Your favourite ones. Say, if I'm watching it, I'll be doing something else. So I won't really be listening to the commentary. I'll be watching the football and watching kind of what's going on. Similar to what James was saying, what trying to figure out some things beyond just just this guy's having a lot of shots. Like what's yeah. the movement? What's going on? How is the introduction of a defensive midfielder meant that the attacking midfielder can get forward a little bit and get into the space? Um, so I think. I do wish I could get get some more games. It does mean that you get this kind of perennial eye test thing where you're saying, well, okay, I've watched this guy play X times and I think he's therefore good because he was very good versus X. Um, But equally, I think you're still able to get enough sight of the football. You're able to kind of tick that box, say, yeah, I've had the contextual side of it. I kind of see how these stats are kind of being executed in, in real time if that makes sense like I can see where that number's come from as with Cedric it's a bad number as with Salah as with Mane sorry as with Jamie Vardy you can see why the stats don't tell the whole story because the story the story on Jamie Vardy is stats are horrendous they're so bad yeah. don't buy this guy but the reality is he only needs two we're all looking clinical at him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. absolutely clinical so it's just about being boy. clever with it and applying your own brain which is a, a, a very key thing that we, I assume that everyone who listens to us at least <laughs> uh, does but there you go yeah we try, I try can, can I ask a personal question to, to two of you because we get asked this a lot sure. the question of uh, would you rather your team won the league or you won FPL how would oh. that be for you two uh, I'd rather win FPL um, this coming up, oh, I, I just I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm. I think you're a fan in a different a different level. To I'm me. a bit weird. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a follow. I'd say I'm a follow. I'm a, I'm a follower in that in that sense. Like, perhaps like I'll look out for our results first. Like, I'll say us. I won't say they. I'll say us. And I'll like if I can get to a game, if I can get a ticket, I'll go. But I'm, it's not like what 
perhaps sets my mood on the weekend. That's FPL. FPL is what dictates how I'm feeling on the Sunday and the Monday. Whereas for you, I'm guessing it's more what, how Spurs have done. Yeah, Not definitely. That's number one. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's just, it's just how my brain... I've just been, it's a little bit different for me, I suppose. And that's, that's fine, I think. I, I think that you can experience football and experience FPL in lots of different ways. And yeah. they're, all, they're all valid. Where, where are you on that, Nick? Spurs winning the league or uh, you winning FPL? I think it's a struggle to to kind of equate the two because they're two very different feelings. Obviously, if Spurs won the league, you'd be um, celebrating with many um, and lots of other people. But then if you've won um, FPL, you're competing against six million people. It's a, it's an even bigger challenge. It's an individual victory. Um, so I, I, I'm probably sitting on the fence a little bit in terms of my answer, but I don't really have one. I think it's the same question you say, oh, who would you prefer to um, England to win the World Cup or, or Spurs to win the league? Spurs or, to win the league. Spurs to win the league or, or the Champions League. Um, you know, they're all very different feelings. Um, so it's, it's hard to kind of put one above the other. If I was to, if I was pressed, I'd probably say um, to, to win FPL, to be honest. It's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, That's I'd what I thought West the guys Ham. would say. That's I'm, why I am uh, I'd say West Ham to win the league, but I don't think I'm quite to the spectrum where you are because for, for example in at half time during a game I'll still check uh, how many points I've got or if I can because the Wi-Fi the, the reception is so bad in stadiums if they can do one thing when they're spending a billion pounds or however much on your stadium or our stadium just put a, a phone mast on there so we can get some flipping reception anyway I'll check FPL scores at half time and I'll be interested in it um Whereas you won't, right? You're, you're just concentrated on the game and that's it, the game. Whereas I'll check both. Um, but I'd still rather West Ham won the league. I suppose, um, from my point of view, we're way further off it. So it'd be like Leicester winning the league kind of thing. And that would yeah. be a completely different um, experience altogether. Well, like if Man City and Liverpool weren't in the league, you'd have half a shot this year. To be well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just looking at the way those two... The, those two are so far ahead of everyone. Yeah, it's become Barcelona and Real Madrid, it's, hasn't it? It's at the moment. It's yeah, um, yeah. So I don't have. Com- I don't know how to how to even comprehend it. But except we haven't got an athletic code. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> no. I, mean, I mean, there was a time uh, not very long ago when I read Sid Lowe in the Guardian, for example, to keep up with that. And there was a time not long ago when basically a draw for either of those teams, Real Madrid and Barcelona, was basically a loss because yeah. the other team's going to keep yeah. winning relentlessly. And you see it with Liverpool versus City this year. Those lost points are going to really sell. And last year, with those three draws to Liverpool and they're five points ahead, like that can re- that's going to really show, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think that's really going to have an impact. Sorry, Manchild's pointing at me. What? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, you're allowed to speak. This is not school, you know. Yeah, you can speak to me. <laughs> He's getting increasingly... Manchild used to teach me about... Uh, we'll talk about something. But, uh, Tom Campbell asked a question about podcasting in general, but Man- Manchild used to tell me about, is it the glass wall or something? Where behind the camera you're not allowed to the fourth, fourth wall. wall. Yeah, so behind the fourth wall, there's no fourth wall here. There's no. Fourth you're one wall. of us. It's, it's not like Netflix. You're one of us. You can join the join in the conversation. The first ones where he spoke to the he spoke to the audience, and that was really what was made a difference. We're just talking about you being allowed to use your voice. We we <laughs> Speak, are we man. are completely in again, yeah. These two. Um, and they're joining us on tangents. Should Tom, I should I read Tom Campbell's question? Uh, save that one for last, I think, because right. it's about podcasting as a, as a whole. It'd be a nice one to wrap up on. Uh, Nick, are we are we giving the Premier League trophy to Liverpool? Do you think it's done and dusted? I, I wouldn't say. I would never say it's done and dusted. I mean, we've only had eight eight weeks so far this season, but you know, Liverpool have won all their games so far. They they look unbeatable right now. It, it much depends, I think, when they play that Man, uh, Manchester City. I'm not sure. Is it game week twelve or so? That yeah, 12, 12, 12. 11. Um, That's going to be a real big game. And and if they win that one, then I'll say look, 
hands down, looks like they're going to win the league. At this moment in time, uh, City have been pretty good. They've lost against Norwich. They've lost against Wolves. Kind of unexpected losses. They seem to have a few weaknesses. Um, I'd say, um, especially in defence, the Liverpool defence looks much better than City's. And I think I was listening to your pod and you mentioned, obviously, Alisson coming back um, is going to be another big factor for for Liverpool um, in the coming weeks. And that's going to improve them even greater. Whilst Manchester City, they've got that problem in centre. For quite a while as well, they've got a problem. What are you thinking, Tom? Are we giving a trophy? Because I think we're pretty... So that Liverpool no, are like. I think they're winning. The it's too early to. Yeah. Say it's um, yeah. Then, I was the same as you guys. I agree, I agree with you guys. It's, it's yeah. As, on, on paper. Start of the season, yes. we all said City. Now we're I saying Liverpool. What I would say we have changed our opinion. Between uh, between now and the next international break, it could be finished. Yeah. Like, City have got to win the three games before they play Liverpool. They can't afford to be in a position where they go there where they suddenly yeah, they're 10 11 behind and then they lose at Anfield. And then at that point, that's too big. Yeah, You're not even sure if Liverpool would lose 14 the, points. The, the problem is at that point, when you when you get to like 14 points behind, City may then just prioritise the Champions League, which fair play, they should. That only puts them in, an, in a, a more disadvantaged position in the league anyway because they're more likely to lose games. At that point, they are almost thrown in the towel. The irony is they're still going to finish second probably by about 10, 15 points, which is madness. Oh, there's no doubt they'll be in the top two. No, the, yeah, the rest yeah. are miles off at the Absolute moment. madness. What's really interesting about them is they both had to manage a, a one key man, one keystone being injured. Liverpool did it very early with Alisson. They've, had, they've now had time to adjust, I think. They kind of yeah. just about got through the games with Adrian in goal. And now they're at the point where they're out to strengthen. With, with Sissi, I think it's been an even bigger loss at Laporte. If you look at the contrast in him as a footballer, as a defender, and look at the contrast in him and Otamendi, it's night and day. Yeah, right? yeah, Laporte, yeah. very clever, doesn't need to make that tackle because he's already in the right position to cover the run. Otamendi... Rash. What's he gonna do? Diving he's gonna in, lunge in. He's gonna like, you know you so know get the speed those in it. and do a, a dive. And it's it's really difficult to try to for that for them with limited resources like covering that I think is gonna be even bigger than covering an, yeah. covering Allison and goal. Not 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 like they're doing down what Allison does for Liverpool, but covering that one guy in central midfield. Like if Van Dyke and Laporte got injured at the same time, that that would be really interesting. But I think City losing the port, losing that linchpin, that's been huge. Yeah, yeah I think for sure. City, like if you saw particularly in the Wolves game, the amount of times they uncharacteristically gave the ball away. Yeah. Whereas in most games, if City keep the ball well enough as you know they can, whatever's at the back defensively won't particularly be an issue. But even in the first half, before the two counter-attacking goals, the Wolves, Jimenez had a couple of breaks, Cuccione as well, but they were giving the ball away, making errors for themselves. And it's probably a nervousness which I think Liverpool suffered for particularly in the first few weeks without Alisson going what's this behind me I don't feel comfortable enough we spoke so many times about Liverpool and their spine and as long as it stays together they'll they'll be alright as strong as you like as you said like, we've been without Alisson they've won every game yeah it's 8 impressive. from 8 is, is no joke and they've They've only conceded six goals in that time as well, which yep. is just, just, just absolutely mental He's big at the back still a thing <laughs> oh, Are we even doing that? Oh. I don't know, should we? <laughs> Wait, Nick, uh, Nick, you're getting two Liverpool on your wildcard, aren't you? No, I've had oh. two uh, Liverpool on my wildcard for the uh, course of the season. I've actually um, stepped away from big at the back um, in a big way in terms of my existing team. I've gone for more um, sort of a premium Cheapo. approach, Cheapo. having sort of uh, Sterling, Aubameyang, um, KDB and, um, and Mane. So now my defence is looking pretty uh, pretty small at the back. The only, the only one I'm keeping is TAA. I think he's really critical for the success over the course of the season, but I've gone pretty, pretty cheap otherwise. Exactly. I have to 
you know, these, these 4.5 million defenders that have emerged, I think, can do a pretty decent job for my team, like Sosoyan, Sumitomori, and the likes of um, Rico and Lundstram, showing that you can get value in the cheaper end of the defence as well as value in the uh, more expensive end of the defence. So I feel like Pando's, you know, digging the back's not working at the moment. They're saying that, I reckon with Alisson coming back, there could be some more clean sheets there coming in this way. They've been really unlucky this season to, to only have the two. For sure. Nick, are there any more questions on, on your uh, Twitter feed that anybody asked uh, for, for you guys to ask us? But obviously these questions are all open to a, to them and then we'll get into Tom Campbell's question which I think is a bit, little bit, bit broader in terms of podcasting in general and, and that kind of thing and uh, while Nick's having a look James what have we got anything good other than somebody asking about whether or not we're um, edit- to be honest there's probably more, more personal questions about uh, how we feel about it like uh, Dan Life. FPL Chancellor what's the one thing you admire most about each other's pods that you know absolutely would not work on your own Tom's rapping uh, Tom's Nick impressions Oh, yes. 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 Yeah, he, still, he still hasn't heard yes. it. Yes. Oh, he hasn't heard it yet. <laughs> you like me, I don't, don't listen back often enough, probably because we haven't got enough time. By the time we published one, we're yeah, on to recording right. the next. It's very tricky. It's very tricky. Are there any on your side, Nick, questions-wise? Oh, yeah. I'm biting my tongue because I instantly want to. Yeah, true. Uh, any good questions on your side, Nick? Um, here's some, some more sort of FPL related uh, questions we've got um, a question about Callum, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi from Arnish Mistra whether he'd be a good um, Chelsea differential sort of a slightly different pick to the likes of Mount and Abraham that become very template yeah I mean do it if you want to I yeah. think that's young <laughs> I think just, just leave, all, leave, all, leave, all, leave all of those like my, it's my team this week blah 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 that's not really the point do of why we're here yeah man let's, let's go to let's TC's s- question can you read that do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? How's no. your reading levels uh, now? All right, I'm going to read it. Okay. Uh, from so our friend Tom, uh, open question for you all. Do you each have a, lo- a love of podcasting full stop? Say, for example, if Fantasy Footy ceased to exist, would you continue your podcasting in a different guise? And if so, what would you like to cover? Just Footy, something additional. Cheers, guys. Do you, do you listen to any non-FPL podcasts? No, I listen to music. I, I, okay, I listen play. to listen to you guys always cheating free amigos and a couple of others and then that's it i'm done for the week i don't want to listen yeah. to any more podcasts there's only yeah. so much i can take i listen to you guys and people are actually all my friends so I, I want to support you by listening to you and um but like i don't know i'm the sort of guy you're more into music yeah i'm the sort of guy most similar to you like going out there and making things happen getting yeah, things yeah. done you know and i think that that's the reason we kind of started this as well um and i think i want to do something I, I don't know what it would be it's very hard to un- kind of un- think about like for some, something around gaming something around like there's so many good football podcasts pure football podcasts out there that I wouldn't stand a chance there's no point in me even trying to enter that market I don't think so it would have to be something completely different I think if it wasn't FPL um, FPL is my niche that's, that's why I'm there um, yeah. which I only came to late in life but there you go I, um, I used to listen to I used to be a iPhone user probably at least three four years ago and I, th- I just think their, their integration on the podcasting app was so much easier to use where everything was in one place that I used to listen to a lot more podcasts when I had my iPhone than I do now with my Android phone which is a bit weird I don't know how technology has affected my consumption of podcasts but I I used to listen to a lot of different varied podcasts now less so probably because we're recording so much that yeah. the time's gone um, 
and so yeah, things like have you ever listened to Serial? The Serial yeah, yeah, podcast I like that. that was I did, I did that, that was probably one of the, the best ever. I mean, you're talking hundreds of millions of downloads on that one, um, and that was that was really good. And the spin-offs from that, um, I'll listen to Gary Vaynerchuk from time to time. I used to listen to Tim Ferriss a lot four years ago, but then he's he's more kind of. Uh, body hacking, life hacking, all kind of just speaking to the best of the best in all of their different fields of various stuff. It was, it was fascinating stuff, but it got to the point where saturation of like information. What's the point in information and knowledge if you don't do anything with it? Like It's nice to know about certain things, but I like to get information and knowledge and then do something with it. And I got to the point probably about 12, 18 months ago, I was like, I don't need to learn anymore. I need to do shit with... Oh, swear word there, sorry, sorry, sorry. Do stuff with the stuff I've already learned. So I've consumed a bit less and tried to get more into fiction. But not being into music is actually one of my regrets, I think. I'm not really that into music. I'll whack Talk Sport on or Five Live or whatever. I think music is food for the soul. Just get a bit spiritual. Get profound. But music really is, and that's one of the things that I've not. So like, I picked the boys up from school yesterday. We had uh, rock ACDC, Prince, all that, a full volume in the car home. And I was like, actually, you know what? That was an enjoyable 20-minute experience of, like, And something... my kids are deaf. Well, <laughs> they, they, they love it. So I think, yeah, music's really interesting. But I, like, I do like listening to other podcasts. I would like to do something different, something else, turn mics on and just talk about something <laughs> just else. Just looked at but me I don't know what. as if to go, do one, mate. No, no, but like, what are we going to talk about? No, we're not going to do it together. What are we going to talk about? Fuck off, James. I'll do my own properly, one now. He just swore. He's a properly oh. impassioned nah. speech and looked at me and went, go away, James. No, like, Yo, I, I, James I would like to do something else. What else could we talk <laughs> about? Sorry, mate. Who what got else? the assistant, James? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a new thing. Well, Tom's <laughs> question was very much, what would you do without fantasy footbeat? So I think, yeah. Well, I think for yourself and I, we've kind of explored that a little bit with the Tottenham podcast, which is essentially scrap FPL. We're going to talk about our our clubs and and the Bury one, the Bury one as well. Well, the the Bury one was was brilliant. That was brilliant, guys. That was really, really good. That's good to hear Mm. because there was a lot of people before we did the Bury podcast were like, "You're a fantasy football podcast. Don't do that." But it felt like, for me, we're football fans, and I think like that story resonated with everybody. Mm. And the way Suj covered the financials on it um, with about 30 minutes research <laughs> well, was astonishing. Bit, yeah, um, not much more, but, but that's probably more. actually the, the first time we've ever actually properly researched. We've done a lot, of, a bit more planning for that one. It was I, th- I think there's, uh, yeah, for, for me, the FPL show is a gateway to build up an audience for us. I don't see it being the only thing we do long term. I would like to get more into mainstream football content if, if and when the audience is big enough. Uh, I'm not sure. Nick, do you listen to anything else? Or is so it always listen, Netflix and chill? Things. I, I listen to quite a lot of music like Tom. I think, I think Tom's question was really good, though, and it's something that I've thought about a lot in the past. I mean, personally, in terms of time, I've, I've really struggled just to do anything other than, than the Who Got This podcast each week just because of work and family. But, you know, I'd love to kind of expand the range in terms of what we what we do and I think maybe um, myself and Tom might would would go down a slightly different route maybe than you guys you, as you said you probably explore in terms of um sort of football pods and you know uh, different other elements of football whilst me and Tom might go down a more kind of gaming route if we were to kind yeah. of expand yeah. the expand the FPL so if we couldn't do the fantasy Premier League um we might you know start you know doing something in terms of other games that we play you know a FIFA's example we've done a few nerdy things that we don't mention are you guys into Minecraft, Minecraft. Yeah. 
we found D&D, though, so we might go down that route. The reason I ask is because my five- and seven-year-olds play Minecraft. I don't understand, and I'm just kind of curious as to about learning about Minecraft. My five-year-old wanted to... He's seen us, the studio and the podcasting. He wanted to start a podcast with me. So we did two episodes, the Dad and Aaron show, right? So I just recorded it on my phone for no reason other than to keep him happy. He, he'll he'll talk for England. He'll talk and he'll talk and he'll talk. We talked about it in the last show, right? Yeah, he did, yeah. the football, bloody hell, just jabber. Turn the mic on, silence. Aww. It's like one-word answers. I'm like, what's the point in us doing this if you don't want to actually say anything? But, yeah, the, uh, it'd be interesting to document the work in the workings of five and six and seven-year-olds because they're weird. They're funny. They're weird. But I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think I'd ever get around to really being able to pull it off. Maybe 10 years from now, we can have the, the kids all on together. Maybe. Maybe. Fantasy football. My, your child producing it. Man uh, child, we've already, We already had a... Uh, there was uh, shots fired yesterday about positions or something, wasn't there? Oh, well, I, I might have said something, yeah. We yeah. have words about it, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Off-piece, that. It is, um, it is, it's an interesting format, podcasting. I mean, we started as a podcast, but obviously you guys write articles on your website as well. Not, no, no, I only do it in the summer. Yeah, I haven't got, so haven't got the time. Like, yeah. I think a lot of the time it's about your your time. That's the most precious resource you've got. You got obviously, yeah, we're lucky enough to be in a position where we're paid well enough that we're not as worried about money as we used to be. That's not to say that we're fucking rolling in it. It's yeah. just saying that we're at a point in our lives where we're doing okay. Um, but time is so important. I haven't got that time because we both work quite demanding jobs, although it doesn't look yep. like it from me being on Twitter. Um, <laughs> we both work very demanding jobs. We've only got so much bandwidth to do for this sort of thing, you know? Yep. And we're not... I mean, you guys, it sounds like you guys are probably looking to scale up. I think, for me, unless I start to make money from this, which commensurate to what I'm paid at work, then this is the, the, the apex of what I'm willing to do to put, free. to put into it. Because at the end of the day, if I'm not making money from it, if I make money from it, sorry, it becomes a job. I've already got one of those. I don't want that. I don't want to do yeah. a patron or anything like that at the yeah. moment. Yeah. When I have kids and I've got, I need the extra cash, then maybe I'll be saying to people, please give me some money for my, uh, yeah. for my beer and for my mortgage, please. But I'm I probably not going to be saying um, that for the time being. So I, don't, I don't need the money, really, and that's, that's why I'm doing it. Well, I hate it's, my job. I want to do it full time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just my boss, by the way. Yeah, tell your boss. <laughs> I was just say, yeah, tell your boss. I, um, uh, it's, it's, it's the question I don't like getting asked the most to be honest with you when are you going to monetize or why aren't you monetizing i actually i i i, I hate that question and i don't even want to go down that road of will we won't we whatever i think it's just because i don't have an answer to that question and i have no desire to want to answer that question or go down that road so i don't even want to open that can of worms why does something that's a passion and something that we're doing have to end up at that point nice. not that i'm saying that there's anything wrong with it but i just find that question a bit awkward when people ask it I think it's because we're British and a lot of the time we find yeah. it difficult to talk about money um, if you listen to Always Cheating for example I'm, I'm not knocking them at all this is fine their podcast has got loads of ads on it and the yeah. thing is if I did that I'd be saying I'm really sorry guys I have to do this because of X, Y and Z I've been told so this by my advertiser yourself. I'd have to do that and Americans don't have to because that's kind of the expected norm. Like the one podcast yeah. I do listen to is a, is a Star Trek Deep Space Nine podcast. That's really? how cool I am. And that's full of adverts just because really? that is just expected and that's how people look at it. For us, I think, for me at least, it's a, it's a passion, it's a vocation. And if you bring money into something, it, it does colour it, I think. And bringing, yeah. especially between a friendship as well, me and Nick, like 
if you, if it started to become something like that, it's, it becomes a different sort of relationship, I yeah. suppose. I mean, yeah. for you guys, it'll be different. It's obviously employee employer, but you know, for us, I don't think yeah, it's going to be. But not quite in work. the instance of Planet FPL. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah, of course, yeah. The beauty of that is it allows us to do like six podcasts well, a week, which yeah, is we mental. Are, that's one of the questions we often obviously get: is how do you do it? We are blessed that we can record at lunchtime or before work or yeah. after work. Like yeah. We are literally basically 20 yards from each other. Yeah. So that, that's where we're fortunate we're blessed, to get in that position. We're blessed and cursed with uh, this yeah. bastard An over here as well. Editor. And yeah, he's not even looking at us, man child. Yeah, I mean, you didn't uh, know it. <laughs> they're dimming the lights I mean you guys you, you well, guys, we have Manchild they're able to edit stuff for us which yeah, is but you guys didn't come to me earlier on when I said when you were saying what you liked about what, what one thing I wish I had which it's a Manchild like, I, do, I do all the work as well he's so available I'm, for hire up until 2 and I, cheap I know but he has, to listen, he has to be there while it's been recorded right or it's a completely different and, story right? and he'd probably have to know a little something about football exactly, trust me this guy knows nothing I know I think that that's the only thing that sometimes does like get to me when people do have a go at the pod or something like that, like the editing or like the quality or something like that, because I'm putting so much work. Like yeah. I'm up until two, three o'clock in the morning on a Monday because I've got a nine a.m. on a Tuesday. I've got to be in work, or yeah, and we yeah. work from home. So trying to fit all that in plus record doing something, dealing with mm. it all, and then if someone knocks it, then it does get to me a little bit. That's why I do mute people a lot more on a Tuesday, I yeah. think, than any other day. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. D- that's d- one thing I do want. I'd love an editor. I think you put you put put the hours in and weird things can happen like you're on the FPL show on the, on the Premier League's website what, how, three years after having, starting your podcast very bizarre that's stupid absolutely uh, it's just bizarre that if, but if you're willing to put the time and effort in anything can happen right so anyone that's thinking about getting into content and podcasting the format of podcasting and YouTube and streaming and that is not going anywhere if you are willing to put the hours and the consistency in and put the work in anything can happen which I think is it's confusing again. We're back round to the original one of the original questions, like how do you how do you deal with the attention all the rest of it? Confused, man, about why. Am, am I right in saying just to, to jump in? Out of the four of us, I'm the only one who's not an expert. Uh, no, you're the only one who is an expert. Yeah, you're the only one who is an expert, mate. It. Trust me. You're yeah, the, you're, yeah, you yeah. have you have expert without the inverted commas. What's your your highest ever rank is twenty one k? Are these two? Okay, would have you been are two two point four. Oh, okay. Nick, I think Nick. I'm only about I think I'm only about 21k as well. All right, okay. So between you guys is one zero. Between you and me, there's three zeros. <laughs> Two hundred and seventy thousand is the best that I've ever got. So yeah, uh, congratulations for being better than me at a guessing game. That's all I say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do get that, though, don't you? I mean, if you want to just go there quickly, you do get people saying, "Oh, these guys haven't finished top." Whatever K, why should I listen to you? Yeah. And that—that's me. That is the number exactly. That, that's why I say You're, that is the number one annoying question for you. So I'm just like, well, don't. I don't want you to listen to me. Fuck off. I've got no interest in you listening to me if that's the way you yeah. approach. Okay. Why though, have we the, not been swearing on this podcast? It is the minority. It is the minority. <laughs> I feel like if we're talking about that that element of it, what I don't. I just want to. Maybe add a bit of balance. It's the minority of people that think oh, yeah, like of course that, and the majority yeah, don't. And, and to be honest, it's the engagement from the community that that makes it makes everything. Like the highlight of everything is of, of FPO and the content and everything's the marathon, right? When I ran in oh, yeah, April, absolutely. over a hundred different people, <laughs> at least eighty of them I've never met before in my life, donating over twelve hundred pounds. Like, who are you all and why? And that, yeah. that, that, that's, Amazing. That's the Thanks beauty is of the what community. he means to say. Of course, man. <laughs> And again, confusion. And I think yeah. that's kind of why we all do it. We, it's a love of the community. Well, I was going to say, and just to kind of add to that, Morpheus Fire messaging said, 
what's the one thing about the pods that makes you want to stop and what is the one thing that keeps you going? I think so is it that, that, that kind it of... It keeps me going. Yeah, let's, let's do keeps me going. I think we've done... Yeah. Uh, there's no point going negative. Nah, I, I mean, me the community... Yeah. The community... Uh, I suppose there's two things. Being a part of a community is, is really cool. I, I find it fascinating. And I feel like it's a bit of an experimentation for us in terms of content and formats and... We're always trying to do new, innovative things, and I'm like that. I like uh, it's, it's like come up with an idea, let's do it, and, yeah. and we always move fast. We do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's really uh, one of the things that keeps me going. Is it's something fresh all the time. P- people ask on the Q and A show we did, what's the pod going to be like in a year or two from now? All I know is it's going to be bigger and better because we're going to do more and more and more. We're looking at much more YouTube now. I don't think we still figured out how, we, how what we're doing on YouTube necessarily yet. Um, there's going to be more, but I like I like the variety and the innovation, the ability that you come up with an idea, off you go, let's do it. Um, and then the, the community is is a really good, uh, well spirited, kind hearted community to be a part of yep. of all the football communities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with everything Sush said. Then um, I think in terms of why we do it, it's for the community. If we didn't have the listeners, if we didn't have the backing, we'd have probably given up a long time ago. But you know, every time we put the pod up, there's so many people that write really nice things, and yeah. just to see the appreciation that we get week in, week out makes um, delivering the content all the all the more better. And uh, yeah, I mean, we really enjoy doing it, of course, as well. Lots of, pleasure in terms of just like chatting away about fancy and we don't I love the game of course but yeah we think the primary factor I think in terms of continuing it is, is the, um, the community elements the in you know the Twitter Twitter chat that we get it's really good fun made some really good friends um along the way as well yeah I mean for the meetups the shows we've done and that, oh yeah the live shows I mean that's the, the, the best bit of the all is is I mean for even for the shows like the, the best thing about the last live show we did wasn't the the pod it was the watching the football with everyone yeah the Norwich Chelsea yeah. game and the Liverpool Arsenal yeah. game and have like 30 40 of your friends staying behind and watching the football with you and that yeah this is great and, really and I say friends because that's what they've become mm. like at the start of that day I didn't know who these people were no. so what you're no. inclined to do I think like with the, with the community and that is and, and possibly with feedback mentally you, you can tend to focus on like the five percent of the negative Trust me, we really appreciate the 95% of positive. positive like, so. Talking of uh, live shows and meetups, are you guys planning a Christmas meetup? Is yeah, it on the cards? Yeah, so it's the 13th of December. We've oh, booked, nice. booked it already. Happy birthday. I haven't had the e bite yet. That is actually my um, birthday. Is it? Yeah. 13th actually, of December. Yeah. Well, that's there we good. go. Well, you can spend Join it part- with your friends. Join party. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. You nice. know, I'll, I'll try to. I, I haven't. Um, I haven't tweeted about it yet, actually. I will tweet it this week. Here we go. We're dropping the news. Groundbreaking breaking news panels going across the video. Exactly. 13th of December. Social bar and grill. Sports bar yeah, and grill. Yeah, same place. As for, you know, um, the funny thing, the, one of the uh, big West Ham fans is the rib man who does the um, holy fucking rib sauces and the barbecue sauces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, yeah, he's, he's well known around Upton Park and what have you. He sadly lost his leg, so he's got a metal amputated leg. Okay. When, he, when he's watching the games, he's constantly banging against the thing. So when you hear a bang, bang, what, bang, leg? bang, that's him, yeah, doing it. <laughs> um, so he's, he's uh, got a real Twitter beef with the Sports Bar and Grill at the moment going on because they've still got his name against the wings on the menu and they're refusing to take it off even though they're not buying his sauce. There you go, fun and games. Oh, the rib friend. man. But yeah, Sports Bar and Grill, Marleybone. Yeah, there you go. So I think that's a perfect place to wrap up. Okay. Is that Six. Saturday or Friday? Friday. Friday, Friday after night, work. Mate. 
Friday night, uh, pre uh, the Christmas kind of meetup. You never know, though, the fixtures might get announced. There might be well, a game so. to yeah, watch but that's as well. It, that's, be, that's the gamble, yeah. Which will be good. Um, that will be, be really nice. We probably should stay on live show because we are keep getting questions on it. The fixtures have not dropped in our favour, yep, essentially. true. To do it pre-Christmas, we will do something early in January. Yeah, it'll have somewhere. to be um, 2020, are, sadly. We are still exploring the option of trying to do it in Manchester. It's a little bit challenging at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's challenging because Sky won't announce it or Premier League won't announce it. So when they do that, we'll be in touch. This was fun, boys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for do it again in uh, do it again in a year, Nick. Well, I think we should probably do it again this year when Nick's actually here in person. <laughs> I try, I try and actually make it. Yeah, next yeah. Time. I mean, we've got you. We've got you here next to us in multiple ways, but it doesn't meet. Looks beat, like a beat the real thing. I'm just looking at the. I've been looking at the roof the entire time. Exactly. But yeah, if you've. If you have been tuning in, do hit like, subscribe, share, whatever, 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 with all of the platforms that we're on. Um, we do appreciate it. From James and I, from a Pamela FPL point of view, thanks for all of the support and love and, and what have you. And thanks to uh, Nick and Tom for this joint shared pod as well. Anything you want to add to your loyal fans and oh. listeners? And Well, I, th I think it's fair to say we'll both be back next week in, in separate pods, but hope to try to see this in the future. Meantime, hope to see you. Speak to you soon. Cue music, man, child. Ciao for now. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the... The Fantasy Football Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.